Welcome into the Puttcraft Podcast. I am your host, Reed Nelson. On today's episode, we will be revealing the candidates for most improved player in addition to the player of the year candidates. We'll also do a quick run-through of all of the nominees for the 2022-2023 award season. If you want more details on some of the other uh, ones that we've covered already there on previous podcasts, whether that's whole of the year, performance of the year, round of the year, etc. Next Friday night, we will be at Lilliput at 5.45. I want to note that we're starting 15 minutes early. It's a longer course, and they close at 8 p.m., so we'll be teeing off at 5.45. That's Lilliput in Coon Rapids next Friday, May 19th. By then, we'll also have our next couple of um, uh, our June events, essentially, will be scheduled by then. Okay, uh, th- that's the second event of the league year. Of course, we went over last um, um, on on last week's podcast the season three open at Loon's Nest, where Sean Brown uh, got back onto his winning ways with a twenty one under eighty seven. If you want to listen to that podcast again, that was our previous podcast that we had done. All right, let's get into some candidates here. This is fun. I'm actually kind of sad. That you know the candidates uh, or or the 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 award season candidates are kind of wrapping up here, and it's like, oh man, I had so much fun with this. Let's start with most improved player. And again, this is so any rookies this year would not be eligible for most improved because they the improvement has to take place from last season to this season last season concluded on may 31st 2022 so anybody who started after that would not be eligible for most improved player let's start with jeff woodfill who did not win any and i'm i'm just going to be referring to last year <laughs> as in two years ago or the previous year, um, in his first year, I'll say it that way, Jeff Woodfield did not win any events. He also didn't win any events in his second year. He did have a increase of three top five finishes. He went from zero to three, um, and he approved his BEP from 83.3% to 85.4%. And on our last uh, player rankings, which we'll be updating shortly here, he was actually, I believe, ranked number 10, if memory serves me correct. It's been a little while. He finished 14th in the final standings with 59 points, right behind Robin Schwartzman, right in front of Sam Lapidat. That is Jeff Woodfill, our first candidate for most improved player of the year. Our second candidate, and this may surprise some of you, but it shouldn't actually surprise any of you, and that's Matt Rolstead. Matt Rolstead went from zero wins to seven wins, uh, a a nice increase of seven, uh, from four top five finishes to 13 top five finishes, and from an 84.7 BEP percentage to a 90.3 BEP percentage. So, you know, massive improvements all across the board. I want to say he played in five... Yes, he played in five events the previous year, and then he played in 13. Uh, he is still only finishing the, not finishing the top five one time, and that was in the previous year. So he finished in the top five in every single event last year. And, you know, you don't necessarily expect somebody who's also going to be nominated for player of the year to be most improved player, but 
Oh, there's no, there's no rule against it. I mean, the, the numbers are the numbers, and Matt Rolstead is absolutely a candidate for most improved player. The third candidate for most improved player is Josh Benish, who went from zero wins to zero wins, uh, nearly had one, but did not, um, went from one top five finish to seven top five finishes, and went from a 77.8 BEP percentage to an 83.2 BEP percentage. So massive improvements across the board there for Josh. And also, you know, Josh is somebody who, and again, this is just my, I'm putting the Stephen A. Smith hat on here briefly, who, when I, when I roll into a tournament, I'm like, Josh can win tonight. He could, right? I don't say that about everybody. And of course, there's always going to be, there could always be a surprise. That's the beauty of sport. Right. But I come into an event saying this might be Josh's night. He might win tonight. Um, and I didn't necessarily feel that for his first couple of events. So Josh Benish, the third candidate for most improved and our fourth and final candidate for most improved is Anthony Dunkel, who went in the opposite direction in terms of wins, went from one to zero, but went from four top five finishes to seven top five finishes and a 76.2% BEP percentage to an 84.2% BEP percentage. I don't really put too much stake in the one to zero that I highlighted at the beginning of this. Um, he won the inaugural Puttcraft Open. It was a small field. He won it, right? He has a win. And he didn't have a win last year, but I feel like he's a better player now. In fact, I know he is. And I think he would agree with that as well. And, you know, the 76.2% BEP to an 84.2% BEP, that kind of outlines it. I think that's that's the that's an 8% margin, which is the widest margin of any player here. I should also note that of all the four players here, Anthony is the only one who has played uh, the golf dome. I don't think Matt played golf dome, but let me check real quick. 90, 98.9% sure that Matt Rolstead did not play golf dome and he did not. So had any of the other three played at golf dome, their BEP percentage would have gone up even higher because that's a really difficult course. Um, uh, Daryl, how many won it? In the, the 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 second Midwest Golf Dome Open, he won it with a three under par. He was the only player under par. Uh, really, really difficult course. Would love to get out there at some point in the future, but I just don't think the condition is ever going to allow us to. Um, you know, part of the reason I want to get back out there is I want to see if you know, I want to see if somebody can break the record. You know, it's not going to be a once a year course. Maybe it's a once every five years course. I don't know. And of course, you don't have to play it if you don't want to. But the last time I played it, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. Um, and that's sad because it's really close to my house. And uh, I love, I love how big it is. I love how uh, rocky it is. I, I just, there's so much about that course that, that I really, really love. So, but this is not a podcast about the Midwest golf dome. Those are your four candidates for most improved player, Jeff Woodfill, Matt Rolstead, Josh Benish, and Anthony Dunkel. Before we get into the player of the year candidates, I want to do a quick review of our 
um, nominees thus far. And we will begin the process of revealing these nominees or the winners probably next week. I haven't decided if I'm going to do it all at once or if I'm going to do it one at a time. You know, I, I, I really, really enjoy this type of content. So I think I'm going to do it one at a time just because it's more fun. And that is kind of just the reason to do it one at a time and just to kind of milk it a little bit and just kind of have fun with it. Um, so yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll reveal it one at a time and, and maybe I'll do a short podcast to accompany each one. It won't be a 30 minute podcast. Maybe it's a 12 to 15 minute podcast or something along those lines. So, okay. So, uh, the, we started with, um, Rookie of the Year, and we had six candidates this year for Rookie of the Year. They were Michael Carlson, Zach Casilius, Eric Casilius, Cameron Casilius, Joel Brown, and you know what? Caden Casilius as well. Those were our six candidates for Rookie of the Year. We also had six candidates for Whole of the Year. This is the one I had the most fun doing. Jason Peterson, 14 at Lilliput. Matt Heimerman, 16 at Lilliput. Matt Rolstead, 18 at Dred Scott. Joel Brown, 9 at Centennial Lakes. Tom Loftus, 13 at Grand Slam Coon Rapids. And Brian Bleckinger, 14 at Dred Scott. Our round, or excuse me, tournament performance of the year nominees were Sean Brown at Lilliput with a 29 under 103, Eric Casilius at Grand Slam with a 16 under 72, Matt Rolstead at Golf Zone with an 18 under 66, Sean Brown at Loon's Nest with a 23 under 85, and Matt Rolstead at the Ace Course with a 10 under 68. Of course, that's Grand Slam Burnsville. Uh, round of the year, Matt Rolstead's Golf Zone, he had a 30. Brady Storhoff's Lilliput, a 49. Of course, you all have an opportunity to break that 49 next week at Lilliput Friday night. Looking forward to it. Matt Rolstead at the Ace Course had a 33. Sean Brown at Eagle Lake had a 38, and Matt Rolstead at Dred Scott had a 37. Okay, those are our nominees so far. Of course, I just revealed the most improved player nominees also. Let's talk player of the year. And, you know... Went back and forth on this one quite a bit. Of course, we're not revealing the winner tonight. But I wanted to make sure that the candidates were correct. And so I I, I had some sleepless nights over this one. Uh, just to make sure. Because uh, we kind of we, we know who it's coming down to. And I'll just say that if you look at the data and if you look at the stats, it's pretty obvious. But, um, you know, we're not there yet. We're on candidates. So let's start with Sean Brown, who was the winner of last week's season three open. Again, he hadn't won in approximately, I think it was six months, but he's back in the winner's circle. Let's see if he can carry that momentum into Lilliput next week. Uh, 15 top five finishes, six wins, and an 89.1% BEP percentage. That's Sean Brown. The next candidate, Matt Rolstead, 13 top five finishes, seven wins, and a 90.6% BEP percentage. Our third candidate was Eric Hasilius with seven top five finishes, 
two wins and an 88.9% BEP percentage. Our fourth candidate is Zach Hasselius with five top five finishes, one win and an 85.4% BEP percentage. And our final candidate is Tom Loftus with seven top five finishes, one win and an 87.7% BEP percentage. Those are your five candidates for player of the year. And as I noted earlier, we will start revealing those again, probably next week, probably try to do two a week. We're not going to carry this into, uh, you know, June that far, but I do want to separate them out a little bit. Had a blast doing it. Looking forward to revealing the winners. And lastly, by I'm, I'm going to, I made another Puttcraft shirt and I'm really excited about this one. And, uh, it'll be available if you want to purchase it on puttcraft.com. Um, it, it's, it's, it features a player and I think it's, uh, I think it's a lot of fun. So I'll just leave it at that. Uh, that's it for this week. We will come back next week with a, an updated player rankings a uh, look at uh, Lily Putt, where we're at there, uh, course record, in a whole percentages, all that fun stuff. And then um, uh, we'll start revealing some of the winners of the last year's awards. So we will chat with you all very soon.